0: G'day, this is an abridged version of the episode that you can hear in full by signing up at uncomfortableconversations.substack.com slash subscribe. Enjoy the freebie. G'day humans, welcome to Safe Space for Dangerous Ideas. Uh, This is another primo. Premium episode uh, from the vaults. And when I say from the vaults, so there's been some misunderstanding uh, through no fault of your own. If you're one of the misunderstanders, I uh, don't judge you for it. Clearly, the fault is mine. Uh, I'm attributing this to human error. But sometimes uh, some of you are under the laboring under the misapprehension that when there's a, a from the vault or from the archives episode, that that means that we're just taking some random old episode that's already been released on this show and dumping it back into the feed because we're being lazy. That, that's not what's happening. We never re-release old episodes as best-ofs. What's happening here is that there are uh, interviews that I've done on other platforms, other shows elsewhere, in the ether, in the universe, in the cosmos, uh, galaxies far, far away, so on and so forth, etc., uh, that don't exist, that you can't get anywhere, and that have never been heard on this show before, and can't be found... Uh, even in the, uh, the the crazy bar in Star Wars in a galaxy far, far away. And we're harvesting these things, like you might harvest an organ from a small Chinese child if you're corrupt, for example. But we're harvesting them in a much more ethical uh, manner than that. And we're bringing them to your earholes on this show. So I just want to make it clear. Our premium episodes, which are for our premium uh, Substack subscribers, and I'll get to that in just a second as well, uh, I can hear you rolling your eyes internally, like, i just going to bang on about Substack. No, 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 no. I'm not going to bang on about it, just a little bit, but it's only because I have to tell you something. Um, those premium episodes, uh, these, are, these are all new, unavailable anywhere else, never before heard, completely fresh, Josh, unless you happened to be like... Attending some thing that I was doing ten years ago with Susan Sarandon, who happens to be the guest today. Um, Susan Sarandon is an incredible uh, performer. I some when people sometimes ask me what the most difficult interview I've ever done is, I sometimes cite this one. And when I listen back to it, I'm not entirely sure why, but there's just something quite ethereal and uncooperative and otherworldly about an actress of the caliber of Susan Sarandon. I wonder if you will pick that up. Anyway, this is a super interesting and super wonderful interview. And this is just the kind of thing that you get in full if you are a subscriber on Substack, which brings me to my next point. If you're a free subscriber on Substack, and if you're not a subscriber at all, and you're listening to this on just a regular podcast app, did you realize that you can be a free, there's a free tier on our subscription level. And with the free tier. Uh, you get a weekly newsletter. Well, you haven't been lately because my producer's been in South Africa and I've been in West Africa. But you get a weekly newsletter which gives you links to some of the best radio content that I've done, uh, little bits of whimsy. You get, uh, you, you'll get you get the first invitations to Uncomfortable Conversations live events when we launch those later in the year. You'll get access, you get access to community forums where you can discuss the episodes. And perhaps most importantly, I think, you get to ask the questions on the monthly Ask Me Anything episodes which we uh, release if you are a... Free tier, subscribe. Of course, you get all that if you pay as well. But these are the benefits of even just being as being part of the community. You are, you know, you're in the team. You're in the group. You're in the tent, pissing out instead of outside the tent, pissing in, or whatever the saying is. So, if you're not part of Substack, you should go to uncomfortableconversations.substack.com/slash subscribe and at least subscribe to the free tier. Now, here's the thing: if you've done that already, but you've never paid the moment of reckoning has arrived. We originally said that we'd give you a month, I think, of free premium content, uh, and partly through our own generosity and partly through our own disorganisation. We just never got around to depriving you of any of the paid content. So you have basically had 23 weeks of content for free. Uh, as a reminder, if you're not a paid subscriber... Uh, the uh, the benefit of paying your uh, six ninety nine a month US or sixty nine bucks a year US is that you never get any ads. Uh, at the end of every episode, you get to hear the inside internal whirrings and machinery of the guests' brains as they try to grapple with my first date questions, which are these kind of random Rorschach questions about something interesting. It's a lovely part of the show that I wouldn't that I would never want to give up, and that's what you miss out on if you don't get the. Paid version of the show in addition to having no ads. But you also get these primo episodes. So you are only hearing a small portion of these primos as, I guess, sort of, you know, teaser episodes if you're not a paid subscriber. Up until now, for the past 23 weeks on the free tier, you've been getting all of this. But I'm just telling you, you'll get this one. This will be free. But then as of next week, you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to either upgrade to a paid subscription or your uh, your your podcast feed thingy that you get through Substack is gonna t- is not gonna keep refreshing with podcasts, and you'll have to go and get it through another a regular podcast platform, and you'll start hearing ads, and you'll miss out on first date questions, and you'll only get the teasers for the uh the Primo episodes. So the benefit of like Primo episodes, just in terms of your self interest, and I'll give you the spiel about why it's a good thing to do to subscribe in just a moment, but just like allow me to prey upon your own personal self-interest because at the end of the day, we're all just damn primates and mammals and we're all looking after numero Oh, I know that. Uh, so as a paid subscriber, you get uh, the Ask Me Anythings, uh, which are, if I say so myself, reasonably entertaining and give you an insight into, into aspects of the Josh Sepp's worldview that you may not otherwise have. Uh, you get things like those travel logs that I did when I was in Africa, Whimsical observations about, you know, my trip, the banter with my travel companion. We gave you a little bit of that if you weren't uh, a subscriber, but I know that a lot of people did end up subscribing because they wanted to hear just the the bizarro world interpretation of that trip that my friend Dan uh, and I had and we're also going to be having these kind of round table live events like these uh, these cocktail chattery type things uh, with friends of the show and celebrity uh, celebrity guests. That's all in addition to these archived from the vault shows that we probably shouldn't brand as archived or from the vault because it makes it sound like we're feeding you yesterday's sloppy seconds uh, or you're having se- sex with your girlfriend's you know sister who's a little bit of a you-know-what but I'm just saying, something like that is not. This is not that. This is uh, this is fresh, all new material that just happens to have been recorded in the past. Um, so the, if you're on the free tier, go and upgrade. Uh, if you don't want to upgrade and you can't afford it, then that's fine. That's understandable. Just keep you go and subscribe to a, a conventional uh, podcast app. If you're on a conventional podcast app and you've never thought, you've always thought, oh, I should do that Substack thing sometime. It's very easy. You get out your phone, you go to a web browser and you go uncomfortableconversations.substack.com slash listen, and then that listen will, once you click a few buttons, take you through to your own personal podcast feed, which, if you're paying your $6.99 a month or $69 a year, will give you all of those benefits of being part of the community. Now, let me also just mention the pulling out the harp and kind of plugging at your uh, heartstrings uh, component in addition to the self interested component. This whole thing is an experiment. It's a vote that you get for what kind of media you want. If you think that there's any value in me having a forum like this where I can say things like the joke about your sister who's a bit of a you know what that I just said instead of remaining in the stuffy kind of box that I'm required to operate inside of when I'm in for example a forum like a public broadcaster if you think there's a value in having an ind- truly independent media that is not beholden to either market forces or government forces or to group think of other producers and if you think that my take on the world is something that is better to have in existence than not then vote and the way you vote is by subscribing that is really the only metric that we have. We have the big, broad metric of how many people listen to the podcast, and that is fabulous, and that, is, and I love the large number of you who do that. But ultimately, the rubber meets the road where it actually becomes worth our time to invest in additional production content and invest in additional focus with a limited number of hours in a day and a massive opportunity cost to doing this show versus all of the other things that I could be pitching or shilling or selling or recording. Uh, You know, listening, subscribing on Substack is your way of voting for a more sane media environment. And it's also your way, selfishly, of getting a whole bunch of Great new stuff. The first eight questions, no ads in episodes, special Ask Me Anything episodes, weird travelogue rambly episodes like when I was in Africa, roundtable panels, uh, and all of these best-ofs, these, uh, you know, not best-ofs this show, but like from the archive, some of the great things. I had a whole damn career, you know, before I started doing this show. I've worked at a whole bunch of places, I've done a whole bunch of different podcasts, and there are great things like this Susan Sarandon episode that you should be listening to. I'll just do a quick plug also uh, for those of you who haven't chosen the very, very, very top tier, which we call the Heroes of Sanity. The Heroes of Sanity and I gather monthly. We've had two so far. We've got another, a third one coming up, uh, and we have a video cocktail chatter, and we catch up, and we talk, and we shoot the breeze, and we talk about things that are going on in the world. It's a fascinating small group of people, blessedly small. It's fantastic that it's so intimate. I mean, a lot of people don't have the scheduling capacity to join us. So like it's actually an opportunity to literally get to know me and an amazing bunch of of just a few other people. And we have a great time on the weekends catching up. I'm really impressed by the folks who are our heroes of sanity. That's 250 bucks US a year, so that's like free if you're truly committed. But the benefit of that is, yeah, every once a month we all just get to hang out online and it's super, super cool. Uh, so that's the other option that you have. Whatever you choose, just be aware if you're on the free tier of Substack and that's where you're getting this, then something's going to change next week. That's going to stop working. Uh, you're going to have to either pay up or just take the regular feed, which is also okay. But it won't be coming to you through Substack anymore. <sighs> Did that make sense? I think that made sense. That made sense, right? Oh, and I love the fact that, like, you know, someone left us a one star review on iTunes because of the paywall. Uh, there is no paywall. There has been no paywall so far. And now that the paywall is coming in, it is only imposed on things that have never existed until the Substack. Everything that has ever existed in the show continues to be free. And if you're consuming the free show, enjoying the free show, you don't mind the ads, you're supporting our sponsors, you don't care about not getting the first eight questions, you don't care about not hearing all of the episodes like this, then that's great. God bless. Enjoy. We love having you as a listener as well. Enjoy me and from 10 years ago, the one and only Academy Award winner, Susan Sarandon. One of the great actresses of our time. Academy Award winner Susan Sarandon is here. Thanks so much for Thank being you on Health Post Live, Susan. One thing that I note, the Tribeca Film Festival is just about to start. Uh, you are one of the few New York actors who is actually from New York. You were born in Queens, raised in Jersey. I was in born Jersey. in
1: Manhattan, and ah. I was raised in Jackson Heights and then New Jersey.
0: Got it. Along yeah. with De Niro, you are kind of New York icons.
1: Oh, good. good. <laughs> what was it like? I like De Niro. Just,
0: just take, it back, uh, take us back to, to that. What was your childhood like?
1: Um, what was my childhood like? Uh, happy. I'm the oldest of nine. Yeah. Um, so chaotic, uh, perfect um, preparation for this business. No privacy, lots of chaos. <laughs> um, it, you know, it, it, lower middle class. We mm. had enough, but not too much. And uh,
0: Who did you idolize as a kid? What, who did you look up to?
1: Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't remember idolizing anybody. I, I remember reading a lot. Um, reading a lot of biographies, but I didn't really... So I, I went through stages where I've thought different people's lives. I mean, did you have someone that you idolized? Yeah,
0: I mean, I think people who did kind of the same sort of professional stuff that I do. I mean, I looked up to Carson and Letterman and some of the ju- great journalists and so on. I think that... Uh, I mean, where did you get the bug to, to be in the creative arts and to become an actor? If
1: um, It was just a personality thing. I never really translated it. I never studied acting. I never thought I would be an actor I just kind of wanted to leave New Jersey and see what the world was like and and uh, I don't don't know I just fell into it completely Mm. like almost everything in my life has been very serendipitous and not at all planned
0: and it's so refreshing. So many stars had a very, very focused, almost, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost no, desperate kind uh, of uh, no, drive no, to, that, to succeed. No,
1: that wasn't. Uh, no, not this girl. I, uh, I, y- I didn't even think about it at all. You know, I, it just kind of happened to me.
0: Um, you got married young at, at 20. And at the end of that marriage, after more than 10 years, you told Cosmopolitan magazine, I don't think I believe in, in marriage. And you never no, got married again, I, despite having even, long even, and loving...
1: Yeah, but even, even when uh, I got married, we kind of, every year, just decided whether or not we were going to renew. It's not that I don't believe in it for other people. I Just for me, it never was significant. I felt that, um, you know, that some kind of commitment was important, but the actual dream of a wedding with a dress and, you know, like this movie.
0: Yeah, well, that's um, what I was getting to. So the big uh, wedding now, <laughs> for, for, uh, for an agnostic on the issue of marriage. Well, my daughter was, was getting it, was married that
1: October. Oh, So nice. it was uh, a good preparation of what not to do for a wedding. Um, you know, I think it's great. Anybody wants to get married, I, th- I think it's fabulous. I mm-hmm. think it's a challenge to be with another person I think if you decide that you want to be intimate with another person, the rest is all details. The gender, the age, the color, the however you do it is just details. It's the biggest, hardest thing is really deciding if you want to uh, be intimate with another human being. And I think it's a very um, hard job to do that. And then you throw in kids, it's even more difficult, Mm. you know. So, but the wedding trip—I mean, this is kind of don't, don't do this at home.
0: <laughs> it looks like a fun this. shoot. I mean, was it? it was yeah, it was cool fun. I had pneumonia
1: throughout the entire thing, through yeah, the fun. entire summer. So, if you hear me sounding a little congested, it's because I was sick through the whole thing. So, I don't know that I—I probably—I had a good time, but I probably would have had more fun if I could have
0: breathed more normally. Yes, breathing helps. Yes,
1: um, but it was a great cast. I knew Robin already, I knew Diane, I, I, I knew De Niro, but I'd never worked with them. And I knew Topher and I'd never worked with him. Uh, I just worked with him again, actually. And uh, so it was fun to get everybody together. I like mm. Ben, Catherine Hagel I'd never met, you know? So it's, you don't, as a woman, get to be in films with too many women. And if you do, you hardly ever are in scenes together. Mm you're usually naturally pitted against each other, kind of. So, um, it was fun to to work with Diane. She's turned into a West Coast person, so I haven't run into her
0: very often lately. Do you think there's a a bias against putting strong female leads in movies?
1: No, I don't, you know, the good news and the bad news about Hollywood is that there is no political anything. Anybody that makes money is fine. So, I don't think one way or another, I think that They do tend to dumb down the audience and think that, you know, anything that's too complicated or isn't immediately grasped or is sad or leaves you, is ambiguous, maybe doesn't, uh, won't make a lot of money. But other than that, really, as long as you don't get old and fat, they don't give, really (laughs) care about at all. So, um, no, I think that. You know, *Thelma and Louise* made a lot of money. *Dead Man Walking* yeah. made a lot of money. So the audience is smarter than people would have you believe.
0: I was uh, I was in a hotel room recently, and *Dead Man Walking* came on, and I had expected, I had anticipated to go out and explore the city that I was in, and it completely captivated me as it did the first time, and I ended up not oh, going out. Um, it's a co- obviously your Academy Award-winning performance. In light of Boston, I, I just want to bring up a tweet that that mm. I tweeted out on on Monday evening, which in uh, which I said. This is one of those days when I find it hardest to defend my opposition to capital punishment. What are your thoughts about capital punishment?
1: Well, first of all, let me just say that you know, with the violence that we had in New York City, that actually I think
0: the you're talking about
1: 9/11. 9/11, you were here. which I was in the middle of. Yeah, um, that it really, I hope that Boston has the experience that we did, where it brought the city together, where people were so generous and reaching out to each other and. And uh, we're there for each other, and and we're shaken from the, the tracks that people get on, and and started talking to each other. It was quite an amazing, amazing time in in New York. Capital punishment doesn't. I mean, the the need for vengeance, the feeling of vengeance, is a very primal, very, um, uh, normal thing. Uh, but that's different than having a society uh, that has capital punishment. The problem with capital punishment, aside from where you stand morally, is it doesn't work. It is incredibly expensive, so much more expensive than life uh, in jail. And people that do something this horrific aren't sane, and so it doesn't deter them. Uh, So if it's not a deterrent, it's incredibly expensive, and it doesn't bring back the people that you lost, it's hard to make an argument for it, really. Mm. But the natural instinct of wanting to have some kind of revenge I understand the people you know having dealt with the subject a lot uh, people who think that when they in some way punish someone who's taken someone from them that they love um, are very disappointed at the end of the day when Mm. it's still leaves that huge hole, and so if you put all your chips on wanting that person to die, and they do, and you still don't have your loved one, it's really horrible. The people who have, in the name of the person that they've lost, found a way to move through it have lived much healthier lives and in the memory of that person.
0: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the hope that tragedies like this unify people. (laughs) In the past 48 hours, I've seen so much disunity, especially online, on Twitter, so many accusations going back and forth. I made the mistake of antagonizing a a conservative talk show host on on Monday, and we're going into a big Twitter battle. What do you make of the political climate at the moment in light of the Tea Party, in light of, I don't know, the national mood?
1: Well, I think democracy's messy. Um, I think that, uh, you know, if, if you could remove...